it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Introducing the Chevy Corvette Joe Biden Edition, a car that's so high-tech, the owner's manual is classified. People know I take classified documents and classified materials seriously. Any sports car can get you in trouble with the cops, but the Biden Corvette will get you in trouble with the FBI. I, I shouldn't say it. I'm going to say something I don't. I, I probably shouldn't say. You'll never worry about tire pressure again because the Biden Corvette keeps inflation sky. It's a great asset. More inflation. What a stupid sermon. And its sleek design will leave you extra space in your garage for government documents. But I don't know what's in the documents. I... My lawyers have not suggested I ask what documents they were. The Chevy Corvette Biden edition. The first car to go from zero to special counsel in 3.8 seconds. Oh, it is Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon and the Biden Corvettes selling like wildfire this morning all over Washington, D.C. Oh, I'm in trouble. A special counsel has been authorized as we take to the airwaves. We're going to take your calls, text, tweets, carrier pigeons on a big Friday episode of the show. Kennedy will be here, the host of Kennedy on the Fox Business Network. Tommy Laren will be here, host of Tommy Laren is Fearless on OutKick. And, of course, we'll have a lot of you and me time at 888-788-9910. You know the rules on the program. They don't change even when we have an unprecedented two presidents. Under special counsel scrutiny right now. What the hell is the world coming to? We will figure it out in the next three hours. Until then, you can be a Republican. You could be a Democrat. All we ask is that you don't be a Happy Friday. Kind of a bittersweet Friday. I'm fired up for the weekend. I am going to be on a live episode of Sean Hannity tonight in front of a live audience. Uh, you're also going to hear a lot of Elvis on today's show. Uh, in honor of the late, great Lisa Marie Presley, who left us at the age of 54 last night. As you know, uh, I grew up in a big Elvis house. I mean, Lincoln is growing up in a big Elvis house because Elvis is the man. Like, Elvis is my guy. You know, I've been to Graceland a few times. I actually got thrown out. Uh, I'm not even kidding. I actually got thrown off Elvis's plane, which is called the Lisa Marie. The guy loved his daughter. He named his plane after his daughter. And uh, my mom... <laughs> my mom and my Aunt Fran were on Elvis's plane. And uh, my mom sat on the bed because she wanted to say she was in Elvis's bed. And based, the security was like, uh, Get her out. Get her out of here. And away we went. But uh, our, certainly our thoughts and our prayers and any good vibe we can send in the way of Memphis and Graceland. And if you're listening on the roar of Memphis and, you know, ditching the gang down there, uh, you know, pour one out for us tonight. Go down the Lanskys, buy a nice Elvis shirt. And know that the uh, turntables today will spin, uh, the wheels of steel will spin in honor of the king in rock and roll and his uh, late great daughter who left us at the age of 54, which is far too soon. Uh, One of the nicest things you could say about Lisa Marie Presley is that she never kept classified documents on the floor of her garage. Come on, man. So here's where it begins. 
And man, oh boy, oh man, it is embarrassing to watch this play out, not only in the media, but on Twitter as well. The standard is shifting again when it comes to mishandling classified information and which special counsel is good and which special counsel is bad. This has become the narrative. You remember back in August, the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago. Raided Mar-a-Lago. We'd never seen it in the 246-year history of the country. Guns drawn, sirens on, camera crews in tow. Whoa, Trump is going down. Wrong. Okay, if you remember, everybody said, oh, if you mishandle classified information, that's treason. You should be barred from office. You should be executed, said Michael Beschloss, the historian over at MSNBC. Execution. Is what he said. If you mishandle classified information, you should be executed. That was the take then. Democrats are so full of crap. How do we know now? Because now that Biden has also mishandled misinformation, what we're being told is, well, he got back to the feds a lot quicker than Trump did. Am I right, you guys? That was embarrassing. Guys, come on, man. This is our country, you idiots. When there's a double standard, there's no standard. I say it all the time. Listen, if both people broke the law, like they actually endangered our security, here's a newsflash. They should both be prosecuted if that was the case. But there's a big distinction, if you're going to be honest, between Trump and Biden. Trump, are you ready for it, was president when he took home misinf- uh, you know, classified information. Biden had just concluded eight years as Barack Obama's Vice president. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. And the key distinction between president when Trump took home documents and vice president when Biden took home documents was the power to declassify them. Trump could declassify documents. Biden could not. But to watch the Democrats shift from anyone who mishandles classified information should die in prison to Mishandling classified information is fine, as long as you get back to the feds faster than Trump did. Is anyone even listening to themselves? This is our country. Let me give you a good prediction here. It's a solid prediction, okay? And I'm sorry. I am sorry in advance to the people whose number one erotic turn-on is the idea of Donald Trump going to jail. Donald Trump is not going to jail. Okay? It's not going to happen. Okay? They're not going to—I'll explain why. Okay, Joe Biden on his side of the fence. Joe, are you ready for it? And I'm sorry it's going to upset some people in the audience, too. Joe Biden's not going to jail. (laughs) Neither one of them are going to jail. Okay, if they were going to lock people up for mishandling classified information, there were people who mishandled it in a far more dangerous and reckless way to our country, and they didn't get prosecuted. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. And if they were specifically going to prosecute presidents for breaking the law, we have a president who lied under oath, perjured himself, and oh, by the way, used an intern as a humidor. I believe that together we can make America great again. But did any of them actually face criminal charges? The answer would be no. No, okay? They're not going to jail. I'm just telling you because I care, okay? Was Trump reckless from what we know? He very well could have been. But the documents were stored at Mar-a-Lago, which has 24-hour Secret Service protection. At the behest of the National Archives, they asked Trump to put a padlock 
on his Secret Service protected residence that had classified information to which he complied, you understand, and the FBI raided him anyway. That's not right. No, and they raided him theatrically. Now, Democrats keep saying, well, uh, the distinction here is Trump wasn't cooperating. He was slow rolling the replies. That's why they raided him. They didn't raid Biden. Shut up. Okay, it's bigger than raids. Okay, this is about protecting our country. If either one of them endangered our country and that is a criminal offense, there shouldn't be a side. You broke the law, you broke the law. Okay, there doesn't have to be an either or. But we're living at a time where there's always an either or. Okay, either we start holding our leaders accountable or we all go down the drain, which is exactly what we're doing. We live in a time where it's so much more important to root against the other side than it is to root for your country. Okay, do you understand? We don't play team balls. The whole point of this radio show is they were crazy enough to put me on the air. I was like, all right, that was reckless of them. It was wrong of them. They probably shouldn't have done this. How do I turn this into a positive, not only for me, but for Fox? Okay, and the positive is that I want to be a force multiplier of good energy. I want to be a force multiplier of good faith discussion. Okay, I don't know that Trump committed a criminal offense per se because he can declassify what he's holding on to. It's a little more nuanced for him than it actually is for Biden. They'll tell you the other way around if you're watching TV right now. They're like, oh, hell no. Trump's is way worse. The media is a bunch of losers. Okay, Trump's again. Number one could be declassified. Number two had Secret Service protection. Biden's was lying on the floor of his garage, which didn't have Secret Service protection. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Okay, but this is the reality of the time we live in. There are people trying to rationalize away the fact that they just spent two months saying Trump should die in prison for taking home classified information. They have shifted the new charge to, no, no, it's just a matter of not whether or not you break the law. It's just how quick you get back to the feds. That's actually the the thing is you just get if you get back to the fit. Shut up. Will you shut up? I mean, is anyone even listening to themselves? You know, the fact that we have sides again, again and again and again. Okay, when it comes to the law, okay, we constantly have, you know, sides now. You know, Republican against Democrat. But the truth is what you're really watching play out is voters versus the people we send to Washington. The people who get sent to Washington are not held to the same legal standards as the rest of us. That's just the bottom line. There are people in jail right now for mishandling classified information. Some of them are doing over a decade in jail. What do they have in common? They weren't elected officials. Correct the mundo. And that's where we find ourselves now, okay? Democrats absolutely loved the idea of barring people from office, sending them to prison. They should die in jail, should be executed. It's like the Rosenbergs. But now the shoe is completely, completely on the other foot, and it is stepping on the gas pedal of a Corvette Stingray that is full of classified information. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Janice Dean, Fox News Senior Meteorologist. Be sure to subscribe to the Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine.
Joe's a stupid person, but believes he's not a big dunce. Now Garland's really mad. The special counsel's on, cause he had some dogs locked in his office in this car garage too. The law says it's not alright, it could be time to indict and you say Biden is Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon. Honoring the late great Lisa Marie Presley today. We're spinning a lot of Elvis. I mean, to be fair, every day, every day, every day is a great day to be spinning the king of rock and roll. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Not necessarily a great day to be Joe Biden, though. Uh, man, it is a mess out there in Washington world, and it is a really, really bad time to have a diversity hire as your press secretary. Now, if you remember when the Biden administration was replacing Jen Saki, Saki sucks. Kaylee was so much better. Maybe so. But when they were replacing her, they specifically went out and made a racist hire. What I mean by that is they said, we want a black woman. All others need not apply. Like, that's actually like segregation. You know, it's like that's taking us back to like pre-civil rights, which I know is a fever dream for the Democrats because they were the ones who fought to oppose civil rights. Look it up. Longest filibuster in the history of this country was conducted by the Democrats. It went 75 days. It was when they were trying to oppose civil rights. Now, of course, they've gone the other way. Now, everybody's a racist but them, and that's, you know, the whole mantra. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. Well, one of their dumbest ideas was the idea of just checking boxes in the administration. Let's just put people in positions just because. Okay, and understand the point I'm trying to make here, okay, is that you could have 10 million women. There might be 20 million black women in this country who would be better at press secretary than Karine Jean-Pierre. She is so bad at her job. Seriously. But instead of going out and using merit and getting the best person possible for the gig, they just went out and they just checked a box. And that's why we have what we have. So Corrine Jean-Pierre is a completely overmatched diversity hire. Pleasant woman, very nice gal. Okay, I have met her. Uh, she's very sweet. Okay, but at her job, she's overmatched. And yesterday, in the face of a scandal that could very much topple an already unpopular president, you understand, Republicans never abandoned Donald Trump for as, as crazy as things got with the Russia hoax and everything in between. His approval rating within his own party was always above 90%. Biden's in a situation where you've got 70 percent of Democrats who don't want him to run again. This was before he got caught compromising our national security by leaving a box of documents in his garage. 
Okay, it's probably better than the time you put Hunter Stripper Baby in the garage, but stick with me. Kareem Jean-Pierre, completely overmatched, is up to the plate yesterday with the game on the line, and it is not pretty. Let's start with – I'll start with Ed O'Keefe. We always start with Ducey, our home guy. Let's start with Ed O'Keefe uh, asking about the president's comments and not really getting an answer. It's clip two. What was the president trying to say when he referenced his Corvette earlier today? Because it sounded like he was implying that because his garage is a safe place for his car – the documents were safe, and, and therefore, it was a, if it was safe for the car, it was safe for the documents. Is that what he meant? Look, I, I'm going to just leave his statement as is. Uh, I think you, your colleagues, was having a, a back and forth with the president. Uh, you can read the transcript of what was asked of him and why he responded that way. Don't change the subject. Just answer the f-ing question. Now, if you think she was dodging there, listen to this exchange with Peter Ducey. It's clip three. What is the White House trying to hide? Nothing. Someone gave the president a statement to read on Tuesday that was incomplete at best, misleading at worst. We have laid out, laid out uh, what has occurred here. You've heard from the White House counsel. Uh, I just read the statement uh, from uh, from his lawyer. And again, uh, you know, we take this very seriously, and the president does as well. You gotta do better than that. Because, again, you didn't get an answer. When Biden is reading prepared statements about this matter, it's because his lawyers know he can't be trusted to speak for himself because he might imperil himself by saying something stupid. The man is insane. He's not responsible for himself. Reporters know this. Okay, so they were not... They were not buying what she was selling. And it gets funnier from here. Here's more O'Keefe. This is clip four. I can't talk about this, right? Because <laughs> it is, the Department of Justice is reviewing it. There is a review happening, Ed, right? You know this. We just heard from the Attorney General. There is a review. I am limited in what I can say to this. Richard Sauber perhaps come here? I think, you should, come I here. think you should reach out. Uh, to the White House Council. We're reaching out on a constant basis. Okay, so I have to go around. You've asked me about. Be, you've asked me. Ed, that then that there's going to be a limit in transparency, public, non-legal transparency, and what can be shared and said by this way. I disagree. Even there has. I disagree, Ed. There has not been a limit of transparency. The that is. That is. That is. There has not been a limit about. of transparency. That I will. I will disagree with you so. on that. That's pitiful. I mean, it's absolutely pitiful to perform like that. Pitiful. I mean, man, she's completely overmatched. And I feel for her. I don't wish her any ill will. I don't hate this woman. She's probably a pretty nice lady to hang out with. But should she be the press secretary at a time like this? The answer would be no. How about any other time? The answer would be no. No, this is what diversity hires get you. Hire people who are qualified. Not someone who thinks transparent is a man who has a baby. reality with a bit of insanity it's fox across america with jimmy Fallon. i would argue that's the best elvis song ever everybody always asked me promised land by the late great elvis presley pound for pound and there's a lot of pounds because that's fat elvis right there that's my guy that's my spirit animal right there you're killing yourself the way you eat y'all fat look at you now don't worry about me i'm doing fine i'm on a little bit of a new year diet i'm turning around but you know who's not turning around are you ready for it Joe Biden. Tell him like it is. Man, this is bad stuff. I'm going to give you one more Kareem Jean-Pierre, and then we're going to go to the media. Because the media, again, 
is still out there trying to draw a distinction between like, I don't know, you don't understand. Trump's is a lot worse. Trump didn't return their emails right away. Yo, we're talking about breaking the law. Everybody who keeps doing this cartwheel to say, well, no, Biden's in the right because he's self-reported. And, you know, his attorneys alerted the FBI. Hey, guys, are you ready? If you kill somebody and turn yourself into the cops, they don't go, all right, well, he self-reported. I guess we can let him get out of here. That's true. That is true. Okay, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> oh, no, he self-reported. So the fact that he broke the law wouldn't matter because he, he self-reported. They're not listening to themselves. And why are they not listening to themselves? Because they have a bloodlust for Donald Trump. There are people, I'm, I really mean this, there are millions of people in this country that get out of bed every day hating Donald Trump with all the fiber in their being so they don't have to look inward at the things they hate about themselves. That is correct. That's the gig. I mean, I'm surrounded by them here in New York, you know, wealthy. I mean, spectacularly affluent, rich people who hate themselves, okay, and spend all day just trashing Trump online, trashing Trump supporters, the middle of the country. Then they go home, they step over the pantless wino in front of their apartment. They run upstairs, put their head into the tub, and just scream. They hate themselves. I'm not saying this as like a Republican trying to get out of Democrat skin. Yo, I don't even think about this stuff. This is my job. I like to talk on the radio. I host a talk show. I like to be honest with you, give you an honest take, okay? When this is over, I'm going to do a little TV, make make the makeup team work a little hard tonight. I'm in bad shape today. Like, I advise you to watch in standard definition. But the point is, yeah, we'll do a live Hannity tonight. And I'm going home to hang out with Jenny and Link. I can't wait. Like, I'm so excited. It's all I want to go do. This is my life. That's what I live for. You know, so I don't get on the air as like a troll or like a shock jock. I'm just a guy telling you the truth. Okay? There are so many people who hate Donald Trump because they hate themselves more. It's the media. They lead to this charge. They've created this genre. Because you understand something about the media. I work in the media. Okay, you say, oh, Jimmy, easy for you to say, I work in the media. Oh, you're damn right I do. I work in the media. The unicorn. I'm a very different thing in the media. We haven't had a lot of cab drivers. When you look at the airwaves tonight in prime time, it's not a lot of guys, you know, who were making LaGuardia airport runs five years ago. But stick with me. I don't mind being the outlier here. The media is full of, and I mean, monster egos. Just monster, like, spectacular egos, like you could charge people five bucks to look at them. Forget even meeting the person and doing a meeting. Just be in the room and see how they react to themselves and talk of themselves in comparisons to other people. A lot of folks who work in the media have no self-awareness. They're insane. Everything's very emotional for them because they're used to being the center of the universe in any room they go into. They're used to everybody, are you ready for it, being interested in them. Bingo. Why does this matter? Because when Trump came along, the only thing anyone was interested in was him. He knows what he's talking about. Which is why so many people who hung out with Trump and had them had him on their shows constantly, I mean constantly, turned around and told you he was literally Hitler. That's just how white folks will do you. Think about that. Donald Trump was on The View over 25 times before he ran for president. The View was awful. Absolutely. Okay, but the minute he ran, they loved Donald Trump. He was friends with Barbara Walters. He was part of the fabric of polite society. 
Donald Trump had a show on NBC for 14 years. He's on NBC, literally, on their network. He ran for president. They're like, oh, hell no. We don't even know this guy. Who is this guy? It's literally Hitler. Come on. Don't bullshit me. If he was literally Hitler, NBC, doesn't make that make you literally Goebbels or something? I don't know. But give me a break. But that's what they did. Think of a guy like that used to be really relevant. Howard Stern was so relevant. Like most people listening are like, oh, I don't know who he is. But Howard Stern was really relevant. Like in the 80s, 90s, early aughts when he went to Sirius, Howard Stern was like a really big deal. He called himself the king of all media. <laughs> Howard Stern is like the Prince Harry of all media right now. It's like not even in the royal family. Nobody cares. But you understand Donald Trump and him were friends. Like Trump used to go on a show every week. He would call in. He was like a Dave Landau. You know, Dave Landau is always on the show. Somebody like that. A Chadwick Moore. It's a regular buddy who comes on the show, laughs at the world with you. Donald Trump and Howard Stern were friends. But in a media ecosystem where everybody is so obsessed with being the center of the universe, nobody could deal with the fact that suddenly he not only mattered more than all of them, but none of them mattered at all. I'm telling you, that boy's a genius. I've been around these people. I know how it works. So there is a bloodlust for Trump where people are blinded by emotion. They don't understand how crazy they sound because their emotion is denying them self-awareness. You know, when you get in a fight with somebody and you talk to them in a way you wouldn't normally talk to them, it's because you're worked up, you're crazy. And when it's over, you're like, hey, I'm sorry, Jenny, I didn't mean to call you and alcoholic pirate hooker in front of the kid again. I'm just, What the hell did you just say? I'm just saying, being jokes. But the point is, you know, when you are emotional, you're operating from a place that denies you the ability to go, hey, do I sound nuts right now? And that's everybody in the media. And because left-wing media outlets cater exclusively to self-hating white liberals who constantly run on confirmation bias, they cannot even fathom the idea that they might be wrong. They cannot even fathom the level of hypocrisy they've subjected themselves to, especially when it comes to something like this classified information fiasco, because they were all telling you Trump should be executed and barred from office two months ago because he mishandled classified information. Now we find classified information inside an office that doesn't have Secret Service protection, but does have $40 million worth of Chinese donations from the Chinese government, communists over in China. And we find boxes of it on the floor of the guy's garage where he left it alongside his Corvette. What an idiot. And the people who hate Trump for an existence can't hear how ridiculous they sound in trying to make the case that Trump should die in prison for what he did. But what Biden did, oh, no, that's absolutely fine. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Here's the clown parade. And I'm going to have to start by playing a clip from Mika Brzezinski at MSNBC. She's half a morning Joe. No, God, no, God, please, no, no, no. There are no two people who hate each other more than Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski. They hate themselves. Oh, God, they hate themselves. The worst. They just, you got to see, like, the, just the, con- the dripping contempt they have for Trump, for the Trump supporter. They need it in the room at all. It has to be there. Like, when I was a little kid, I had a blanket. I had to walk around sniffing a blanket. You know, some people would call it a whoopee. You know, you just walk around. Like, I, I was in sixth grade. I'm not even kidding. I was walking around in sixth grade. I was still sniffing my whoopee. Yeah, really. Have you ever had a checkup? Whatever. Leave me alone. But I loved it. 
Love my blanket. Oh, so good. And it gave me safety. And that was a thing. Okay, Joe and Mika hate Trump so much. It's become their whoopee. It's become their blanket. They have to sniff it at every hour of the day to feel okay about life. So here she is going in. Okay, this is the response. This is the response. It's not a factual response. It's an emotional declarative response. Mika Brzezinski is about to tell you that Republicans are too stupid to see the difference between Trump's possession of classified information and Biden's. Now, to be clear, I will point out every single difference at the end of this clip. Believe me, I can see it. It is profound and it doesn't age well for Biden. But here is Mika sniffing the blanket, letting all the viewers sniff the blanket. It's clip 10. Classified documents in private hands is something Republicans downplayed constantly until the shoe was placed on the other foot. And unfortunately for them, the Trump shoe that dropped was much bigger and entirely different in the key issue of willful intent to obstruct. Mm. That's what it's going to come down to. Many Republicans just aren't smart enough to figure that out. And they can't figure out that this week's developments actually make it more likely The DOJ moves on Trump because of the political space it has been given by the Penn Biden Center and the garage where Joe Biden parks his Corvette. Yes, it was sloppy. In the end, what is most important here is intent, willful intent to obstruct. (laughs) She I'm with a straight face. She just said to you what Biden did today. By storing classified documents in his garage is more likely to get Trump charged for having those documents in his house that was surrounded by Secret Service protection. You're a loony. I mean, seriously, Mika Brzezinski. What would you do with a brain if you had one? I want you to understand the way the law works, not the way Mika Brzezinski's, you know, mind works. I don't want anyone to understand that. I don't know that anyone does, including her. Okay, when it comes to handling classified documents, this is the law. Now, if you'll notice, nothing in the law says depending on what the other person who you have nothing to do with did with classified documents. How you handle classified documents. Hard copy classified documents. Rule number one, inside they must be handled inside a specially created government SIF, a room that has been designed and secured specifically for this purpose. Was Biden's office at the University of Pennsylvania a specially created government SIF? The answer would be no. Was the floor of Biden's garage next to the rags you wax the fenders with and the armor roll and everything like that a government created SIF? The answer would be no. Okay, so you're 0 for 2. That, you broke the law. You broke the law. Doesn't matter what Trump did. You just broke the law. Okay, let me give you number two. Inside a specially designed government briefcase that's used for transportation. It must be nylon, double-binded, and have a lock and key. Documents inside this briefcase cannot be opened outside of a SIF. Were Biden's documents in a briefcase? The answer would be no. Under lock and key? The answer would be no. Were they opened inside a SIF as the law demands? The answer would be no. Weird. You know what it doesn't say? Nothing about how quickly you get back to the FBI if you broke this law. You want to know why? Because if you broke the law, you broke the law! Oh, wow! I mean, Mika, this is what I'm telling you. I'm telling you this human-human. I'm not trying to, like, get you mad at the liberals. I'm trying to get you to hold the idiots accountable. Believe me, 
There was a time where, like a lot of you, I believed if someone was in front of a microphone talking to millions and millions of people, they must be really, I mean, really, really intelligent. <laughs> but then I got a show. And I was like, oh, well, no, they really will. I'm not even being humble and, like, tongue-in-cheek. Like, when I got a show, I was like, oh, get out of here. Word? Like, other people like me are getting, like, that's a thing? And that was, it turns out I'm, like, one of the smartest people in media. I didn't know that. But I'm not saying that to brag. That's embarrassing. I shouldn't be. I shouldn't even be qualified. But the rest of the people talking to you are so utterly shameless. They have no self-awareness. They're not listening to themselves. Let me play you this clip one more time. Mika wants you to believe what it's all going to come down to with Biden is how Trump acted in his own case. You can't handle the truth. Wait, what? I just read you the law. The law is not none of this applies if there was another president years later who mishandled classified information, but you responded to the FBI quicker than he did. I mean, understand that. that is, I just read you the law. That is not in the law. These are crazy people. They're crazy. Okay, listen to this. This is clip 10. Classified documents in private hands is something Republicans downplayed constantly until the shoe was placed on the other foot. And unfortunately for them, the Trump shoe that dropped was much bigger and entirely different in the key issue of willful intent to obstruct. That's what it's going to come down to. Many Republicans just aren't smart enough to figure that out. And they can't figure out that this week's developments actually make it more likely the DOJ moves on Trump because of the political space it has been given by the Penn Biden Center and the garage where Joe Biden parks his Corvette. Yes, it was sloppy. In the end, what is most important here is intent, willful intent to obstruct. Don't you have any respect for yourself? None. None at all. Did you hear that? That was a hot mess inside a dumpster fire inside a train wreck. Biden's case, are you ready for it, under the eyes of the law, has nothing to do with anybody else's. Oh, it's just how the law works. Like, let me give you an example. If I went out tonight, I'm going out for a cigar after the show. My buddy Sean Flynn, he's a booker, books Gotham Comedy Club, good guy. And, uh, you know, we went to his wedding in Ireland, me and Jenny. We were out. We had a great time in Ireland, except uh, she wanted to go to the Cliffs of Moore a second time, which is it's disturbing. You know, right after you take out that life insurance policy, your wife wants to take you back to the Cliffs for a second selfie by the, you know. Exactly. <laughs> All of a sudden, Jenny's driving around in a Lamborghini with a vanity plate that says, miss you. Uh, but the point is, Okay, me and my buddy are going out for a cigar later. If I get hopped up and drink two bottles of bourbon after the Hannity show tonight and the cop pulls me over, my DUI arrest doesn't depend on what someone else who broke the same law does in another state five years later. Okay, that's not how the law works. So when she's telling you you're too stupid to understand how this works, she is clearly... Speaking into a mirror. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. A show so good, it's frightening. I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, it's the king of rock and roll. Now, I do believe when he was singing, please release me. 
He wasn't talking about classified information in a box inside Biden's garage. Come on, man. <laughs> My favorite clip. We're going to play it in the next hour. Tommy Laren is coming by. One of the, Joy Behar yesterday is a great one. Joy Behar is on The View, and she's lamenting the fact that she thinks Trump is going to get away now. Uh, she said, you know, uh, Trump's going to get off, you know, unlike any man who dates Joy. But stick with me. She's all upset because Trump's going to get away now because Biden got in trouble. She goes out of nowhere. These documents just appeared. You know, they appeared. They appeared when that idiot opened his garage door, pulled out his Corvette on video for the world to see. And everybody's like, wow, it's a box of papers just sitting in his garage. And that's where this started. We have a president that is clearly not all there. And I bring that up because there's going to be a lot of talk in the next hour about how this affects 20 24, because there are a lot of Democrats waiting in the wings to run that have plenty of energy to do it. I don't feel no ways tired. Oh, no, they are ready. And it's not just her. You have a newsome fired up. I mean, they love this. We're going to get into it. Tommy Laren's going to be here. The K train's going to be here. We're hanging out with Kennedy in the next hour. That's exciting. That's a win. Woman who gave me my start. She gave me my start. In cable news. What an idiot. Oh, come on, man. That's a cheap shot at the champ. But the point is, this show rolls on and we tell you the truth. That's all we care about. We're not here to shill for a party. We're here to shill for a country. Why? Because it's the greatest source of good the world has ever known. It's called America. So if some of these positions are going to rankle you on the left or maybe rankle you on the right, I don't care. I'm just a talk show host. I'm going to keep doing my thing. You got some big testicles to pull this off, bro. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. We are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. And uh, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to let you stand behind the magician here, see where he puts the rabbit and how he guesses which card you guessed. Uh, You know, normally the way we execute radio is we put the guest in the middle of the show. It's the highest visibility moment uh, for advertisers, for the stations. But from time to time, you just get somebody that's such a badass. You go straight Miley Cyrus, and they swing in like a wrecking ball. She is just bashed down the wall. She is the host of Tommy Laren is Fearless on Outkick. She just got off the outnumbered couch, and she is here classing up the studio. Tommy Laren in the house. Hey, girl. And then also, I have to catch a Southwest flight after this. No, so, you oh, I know. It's brutal. It's brutal. So that's why I'm at the top. But you know what? Being that it's Southwest, I'll probably be delayed till tomorrow anyway. So I probably could have come on later, but I'm happy to be here right can, at the top. Can I tell you something between you and me? Yes. If you would have told, because I'm laughing now, if, you would have, if we would have known it was a Southwest flight, we wouldn't have agreed to this. We would have been right. like, you're not going yeah. anywhere. Well, at least I'm here now. It's just a matter of if I can get back to Nashville. So I uh, hope everybody, I hope Pete Buttigieg is carefully eyeing the situation. All right, weigh in on this. I'm dying. I'm laughing already. Weigh in on this. Okay, there's been a lot of hay made of the fact that when Pete Buttigieg took over, uh, he made the FAA change the NOTAM computer system from notice to air men to notice to air missions. This is what I want to ask. Okay, 
If you can't handle hearing the phrase notice to air men, are you emotionally equipped to fly a plane with 300 lives hanging in the balance? I would no, think not. No, I don't think so. And furthermore, when we look at what happened with this giant collapse the other day, it was one person that made a mistake. Mistakes happen. Mm-hmm. But they're also operating on vintage systems here. Yeah. So we're spending all the money to make sure that we don't have microaggressions and names <laughs> and not spending the money to, I don't know, maybe update a system <laughs> so one person making a little whoopsie isn't going to have a ground stop that we haven't had since September 11th. <laughs> I mean, think about that. Yeah. We have not grounded every domestic flight in this country since, as you said, September 11th. Uh, and more efforts being put into making sure the software developers were diverse enough in the 1960s when we made the system right. as opposed to actually making the thing function. It's cra- it is. It's psychotic, Tommy Laren. Let's have this talk, though, because for all of his faults, Pete Buttigieg did not leave classified information in his garage. Um, are you not fascinated as am I? on how quickly the standard had shifted from anyone who mishandles classified information should die in jail to it's fine to mishandle classified information as long as you call the feds back right away. And as long as it's next to a prized Corvette. I think that's what we're learning. And what I thought was so funny and the genius of what Peter Ducey was able to do with that question is he mentioned that Corvette and you could see Joe Biden's brain just immediately like the light bulb went on. We don't see it often. And it was like my Corvette. (laughs) And then he really threw him off with that because it's like I put my Corvette in that garage. You know, (laughs) me and Jill go in there all the time and Hunter buy that Corvette. So it's safe. And again, that was like an admission, though. Yes. Was it not? Like, of course. Why, why are we investigating? He already said, yeah, I was in the garage next to the Corvette, which I love. Okay. Well, I guess case closed. Here's <laughs> Tommy Laren, host of Tommy Laren is Fearless. And she does mean it. She's flying Southwest. Yeah. Um, let's, here's the actual federal guidance on handling hard copied class information. Okay, classified information. Must be inside a specially created government SIF, which is a room that's been designed and secured specifically for this purpose. So he's 0 for 1. And then the, re- the second rule is inside a specially designed government briefcase that's used for transportation. Uh, documents inside the briefcase cannot be opened outside of a SIF. So he's 0 for 2. At no point do they mention the make or model of car. Right. They don't mention how long it took the other president to get back to the FBI and everything in between. So the level of contortion, like Mika Brzezinski, I'll give you a good example. Mika Brzezinski was just saying that Republicans are too stupid to understand that Biden getting – Uh, A special counsel yesterday makes it more likely that Trump is going to jail. The law doesn't work based on who else may have committed the same offense, meaning if me and you get a DUI tonight, they don't decide whether or not to arrest us based on what some guy who got pulled over in Kansas did. No, but I also think that the opposite. I think now – Trump is off the hook. Absolutely. Because they're not going to go after Biden. Well, we, we don't know. You don't. Again, <laughs> I, I'm going to be cautiously optimistic because I actually said this on uh-huh. Outnumbered, uh-huh. and I think it could be true. I think the Democrats are moving away from Joe. Mm-hmm. And so I think they're looking at this as maybe the opportunity. And perhaps even a Democrat is the one that leaked this information because they didn't want to see Joe 2024. They, don't, they didn't want to see him falling asleep at the wheel. <laughs> and so maybe they're making way for another Democrat, and they want Joe to be embroiled in some kind of a scandal because it may makes it a little easier to bring in some new blood. I believe that. I believe you could probably, you know, if you listened closely when Garland announced the special counsel, you could probably hear high-fiving at the California governor's mansion if you listened closely. Yes. You might have even heard a little something. You might have even heard the sound of a pantsuit being ironed in Chappaqua, New York. <laughs> you might. Well, no, 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 because let's keep in mind, she had a private server in her freaking bathroom. <laughs> so, you know, when it comes to it, it's like the garage is bad, the closet of the Penn Biden Center, but then you got Hillary with the documents, you know, in the private server with the toilet. So I don't know. <laughs> Tommy Laren, let me ask you this, okay? 
because this was the this was the standard for criminality when it came to electronic classified documents. Just to speaking to what you said about Hillary in the bathtub and everything else, all electronic classified information must be stored on a secured government server and nowhere else. Cannot be printed, emailed, saved, or transferred to an unclassified computer system. Like she physically did break the law. So that's why I don't think Trump. I, excuse me. That's why I do think Trump is off the hook. I know, I know there's been a double standard when it comes to him, but they would almost be like igniting a war if they prosecuted him for possessing classified information and let two prominent Democrats walk. And as crazy and as, uh, you know, underhanded as I've seen them be, I don't think I don't I want to believe they don't want that. I don't know, though, because mm. we've seen some crazy things. Yeah, have you know, we we've now. seen some crazy things and we know that people might not be as outraged because they might only watch liberal media. And so they might not even know that any of this is really happening, nor do they really care. Uh-huh. I mean, if you put it on TikTok, maybe people will care. But a lot of the country, they look at this, they see Joe with his documents over there underneath a the gym bag next to the Corvette. And do they really care? I'm not so sure. I don't know. You're making good points now because I don't think they do. I think everybody has it like. If you cut it for uh, the left, and I, mean, I do mean this, I, I'm, I'm not saying there aren't academically intelligent people. I'm sure there are. I haven't met a lot of them. OK, but they are intellectually lazy in that they mm-hmm. love like right now they're being told. That, and I hear this so much on Twitter. The reason Biden is different than Trump is because Biden self-reported once he found out. But here's the deal, Tommy. If you kill somebody and call the cops and say, ah, you know, I, I killed somebody, they don't let you off the hook because you called it in yourself. Like the law is the law. So it's really lazy. And he was still very surprised by it. So <laughs> well, he gets to pull the dementia card every time, and it works. <laughs> it true. works, though. Because how can you deny it? You say, oh, I bet he knew. No, he probably didn't. He might not have. I mean, you're making a good point. This is a man who's surprised to find out his name is Joe Biden at yes. least twice a week. You know, President Harris, all of that. Yep. So are they going to try to play the de- they're going to try to dementia their way out of this on his side. But would you make a prediction? I actually do think he's finished. Like, I don't think he runs again. I don't think he's going to jail, but I really don't think he runs again. now. I really don't think he runs again. Although I see Democrats also really excited by how they were able to puppeteer Joe Biden. And I don't think they can do that with a lot of other folks. Do they point. need to, though? If you put someone in like Gavin Newsom, he's more radical than Biden. Yeah. Hello, I lived in California. I know this. <laughs> so I think that this makes a perfect segue into somebody like a Gavin Newsom, I think Pete Buttigieg is, you know, he's grounded that plane. Yeah. But I think they're looking at Gavin Newsom and thinking, hmm, you yeah. got any classified documents next to your electric Corvette? <laughs> you <know? laughs> is that Biden's biggest offense in the eyes of the Democrats, the fact that the car wasn't electric? Perhaps. That's what made him look cool. You know, that's yeah. when they had to do the ad with him driving in that Corvette and then he had his mask on, which was even better. I mean, is there anything more embarrassing than driving a convertible with a mask on? No, there's not. And I'm a, uh, no, there's really not many things more embarrassing than being a young, healthy individual and still wearing a mask, especially when it's just a decorative one, not even the N95. I mean, I traveled yesterday and I see a lot of folks and I just want to ask, like, why? Why? Do you just like it? Is it just so you don't have to put makeup on the bottom half of your face? I'm not sure. I want to know what's under there, though. <laughs> but do you? Yes, yeah, I wa- have got to know. I've been on the wrong side of a couple of unmaskings. A lot okay. of people, a lot of people have. Like if you work at a crowded building, or or you go to a crowded school. Like my son Lincoln, he's 14. He was on the show one day talking about how in his first year of high school, a lot of them were masked. 
And, uh, you know, you'd fall in love with people, you know, from September to March. And then the masks came off in April and they were like, oh, wait, you know. It is the Phantom of the Opera. (laughs) Do I have the receipt for this purchase? It's the Phantom of the Opera and it's it's it's. Deception, and it's kind of like when people excessively filter their photos. Yeah, perhaps, and maybe that's part of the strategy. Liberals doing us dirty again. Here's listen: it's the highest praise I can give a woman or a man is that they look the same in person as they do on Instagram. Because since you brought that up, I, I want you to know this: this is a high praise for you. There are a lot of people on Instagram that I know personally, and I'm sure you know. Everyone listening knows someone on Instagram who is filtering themselves so much it is insulting to anyone who has met them in person. Right? It's actually not the same human being. No. There's so much of that going on. And that's what they're, they're kind of trying to Photoshop this presidency in that regard. I think so. And this presidency is like when you look at an Instagram photo and someone doesn't even have like a full nose. <laughs> and it's like, where did the rest of your nose go? It's just a blur. And that's how this has felt to me this last couple of years at <laughs> the Biden White House. It has felt like a face app blur. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Do you feel, because we were talking about, and Tommy Laren is in studio, host of Tommy Laren is Fearless on Outkick. It's a great show. Uh, I take issue with some of the guests. They had this guy on a few weeks ago in this terrible Western shirt. He was down at like the down down at the Patriot Awards in Florida. I don't know who booked that guy. He was a mess, but thank you. It was not, I, you know I was a good time. But um, do you feel on some level? Do you feel any sense of validation now that all of the COVID stuff you were coming on this show and doing other shows and being called a murderer for speaking? To be clear, the truth when it came to the mm-hmm. vaccine, the vaccine does not stop transmission. And now, lo and behold, we find out that they weren't even testing it to find out if it stopped transmission. Do you feel any validation in that? Well, absolutely. And did you see the, the revelation that came out at the beginning of the week that that White House digital director is sending that email about Tucker Carlson and yep. uh, yours truly Tommy Tommy Laren. Laren here saying that we need to be reduced? Yeah. Reduced. Uh-huh. Really? Wow. OK, well. <laughs> they, they have certainly they've reduced us on social media. They have not silenced us. And now I'm just going to have to get louder to compensate. So did the reduction really work? I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, that's a memo I usually get about my on-screen appearance. They're like, we need to get him a treadmill. He needs to be reduced a little bit. I did not see that one coming. But, yeah, it's amazing because you realize, like, you know, you're a person in media. Uh, who has a big following, and the government really does see you as a threat to their narrative. You know what I mean? And is it on some level fascinating to know that's the case? It is, but it's also empowering to know yeah. that you've got them a little scared, that mm-hmm. that little old me who's sitting here in your treasure trove of trinkets could actually threaten the White House simply for saying, and this is what they were worried about, by the way, they were worried that I was saying I wasn't going to get the vaccine. In April of 2021, I said I will not get this vaccine and I will not be forced to. And that's what they wanted to be reduced. Well, this is what's so psychotic is you have so many young followers, the people who need it the least, but they still wanted to reduce it. So at some point, like I have, and I hate feeling the way I do, but they are really just selling the country to big pharma. Like when you look at like, I'll give you another example this week. There was this American Academy of Pediatrics recommendation that if you have an obese 12 year old, you medicate them and get them surgery. Like in what world does that solve the problem of the bad habits they've developed? It doesn't. It just gives the lazy parents who taught them bad habits a way out because like, well, don't look at me. I just gave all the money to Big Pharma. Isn't that kind of a scam? Big Pharma wants a lifelong customer. So whether you're looking at all this transgenderism that's being pushed on young people or the obesity medications or the vaccine, it it really doesn't matter. Big Pharma wants a lifelong customer and they're getting that. And the collusion between big government, big tech and big pharma, that is the most troubling of all. That's so crazy. I mean, especially like with kids, because that's going on right now with the boosters, too. Like if you remember when Fauci was asked by Rand Paul, 
He's like, uh, is anybody on the panel recommending this booster to kids making money off it? And Fauci was like, I don't have to tell you that under the law, which is a yes. It is. And the fact that more people aren't concerned about it, it's one thing if you don't really care that conservatives are being censored and you hate Donald Trump and you don't care if he's being raided and you don't care if the Russiagate thing was all a hoax. It's one thing. I get it. You're a liberal. You don't care. But, you know, hashtag sudden death. You think you should maybe care that Big Pharma has had a hand in crafting this conversation? I would think anybody would be just a little bit curious. No, it's so personal now. That's just what it is. And they're not. It is. It's I always say I call it flu and on. They've become their own conspiracy COVID people. They're lunatics. I, I could talk to you for an hour, but I know you have a flight delay to get to. <laughs> you have an air- Already delayed 30 minutes, so wish, <laughs> me, wish <laughs> me luck. In this interview, they've switched your gate on Southwest at least three times. They probably have. They've already switched it once. Tommy Laren. You can see her on <laughs> Tommy Laren is fearless on Outkick or an Airport Chili's if you guys yes. play your cards right. We'll always have this. Thanks, babe. Good to see you. Taking the edge off, one story at a time. America needs to learn how to lighten up. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon. Kennedy is coming up, host of Kennedy on the Fox Business Network. She, of course, has a very strict rider, demands an opening act uh, that hails from... Chicago, Illinois, for the purposes of this call. He's all over the country. Don joins us now. Yo, Don. Jimmy, how are you doing today? <laughs> Better than Joe Biden. You know, I think uh, y'all coming down a little bit hard on Mr. Joe mm. because he's got a locked garage, mm-hmm. which we know that for a fact, and he's got a Corvette, and I know that glove compartment has a lock on it. <laughs> So he may have other papers in there with the microfilm from the Kennedy assassination, and nobody has said they've searched that car yet. Nobody. Is that what the president of Japan is doing in town today? He's trying to buy back his nuclear codes at a garage sale? Yes, and speaking about a garage, because Joe, I'm sure, has had that car transferred over to an electric vehicle. So I had to be going to the shop at some point, so that means secret documents was in that shop. I mean, who even... Also. <laughs> Don, I've never seen anything dumber. You understand? Like, the Trump the, the, the Trump thing, okay, when Trump was actually negotiating with the FBI and the National Archives through his attorneys, it's like when they try to say, like, oh, he wasn't responding, he was covering up, it's not him himself. Like, people make it sound like they called Trump and he hung up on him. You know what I'm saying? So this effort that's now being made to make Trump's handling worse than Biden's, Biden's are on the floor of a garage that opens, that has no secret service. I mean, it's beyond reckless. And to be honest, it's kind of scary to know what could be out there just based on how incompetent people are and how half of the country is willing to give them a pass. So it's going to be interesting. But do you think really quick, I just want to get your take on this because I'm going to ask Kennedy what people think later. Um, I'm going to tell her what people think and see what she thinks. Do you think this this ruins Biden for 2024 or do you think he's still going to go for it? I don't even think Biden will know when 2024 is. <laughs> okay, I'll put you down as a maybe. Good stuff, Don, and happy Friday to you. You're the best. You know that. Alex is out in Brooklyn. Yo, Alex. Hey, Jimmy. Thanks for taking the call. By the way, not only did he have it in the locked garage, but he also had it in the secure cabinet in some office, you know. <laughs> the kids don't know how to get to that top-notch cabinet. They, they can't get a hold of it. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> next to the Pop-Tarts. 
<laughs> you know, I, I was always good at it. I always climbed onto the counter. I got a hold of that Nash, so I'm not buying a Joe. And that office where he had those documents, you had the Chinese donated 30 million bucks. Yep. So what kind of Chinese people, uh, spies, were, were walking around in that office possibly because they donated $30 million? Let, let me I'd give... like to know who was mm-hmm. who was in that office at any point. Yeah, well, let me build, but, let me build uh, on what you said, and I'm not, I won't cut you off, meaning I, I'll let you continue. Think about, think about how easy it is to get into anything in our society. I would imagine someone who donated $30 million was not told, no, they couldn't come into the office and look around if they visited. No, and and these spies, part of their job is to kind of find, you know, classified information and mm-hmm. secrets. Mm-hmm. So I would think that they're looking around for that kind of stuff. But now, is this going to ruin Joe Biden's, you asked if it's going to ruin yeah. his chance for 2024. I think this is a setup to ruin his chance for 2024 in the they primary, because mm-hmm. Demo- these handlers know that Joe can't make it in the general. So they want him out of the primary. Wow. Now, because I had these two questions. Number one, mm-hmm. why is Peter Ducey not the only one asking? Yep. The, you Some know, people Biden are pushing what's questions. what's number two and give me number why, two mm-hmm. number two is why aren't they covering up the story like they covered up the hunter biden story and oh. they covered up the, uh, the story oh. with Hillary Clinton. the answer is the answer is for that uh-huh. the two reasons number one they i'm gonna lose you but the answer is biden sucks <laughs> it's the morning show that uh overslept Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl! It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy. I can confirm the report you just heard. We were, of course, playing a lot of Elvis Presley songs today in honor of his daughter, Lisa Marie Presley, who left us last night at the age of 54. Uh, Terrible, tragic story. She died of heart disease. And uh, if you know anything about me, uh, I'm a man. Elvis is like my guy. Like I, I mean, I love, obviously, young Elvis. But I am also a really big fan of, uh, you know, the man known as Fat Elvis. <laughs> I, uh, I'm on the same diet Elvis was in like the last month of his life. I swallowed a lot of aggression along with a lot of pizzas. <laughs> Pizza. But uh, I've been down the Graceland a few times. I've been there by my count three times and uh, would love to go back a thousand more. Elvis is the man. One of the best things about America, one of our greatest exports across the world. Everybody knows who Elvis is. Do you know how many Elvis impersonators there are out there in the world? Have you ever heard, like, you know, Bruno Mars was an Elvis impersonator, which is funny because he's like three foot seven. But there are uh, little people Elvis impersonators. They used to actually bill themselves as midget Elvises. But of course, as you know, it's 2023. I work at Fox News. You're not going to say midget, you're going to say Gutfeld. Uh, I will be on Greg's show. This Tuesday night, by the way, this coming Tuesday night, assuming he didn't just hear that break of radio. Uh, But we're talking right now not about Elvis impersonators. We're talking about the guy in the White House who happens to be impersonating a president uh, for the past two years. Biden is such a disaster. And when it comes to this classified information stuff, okay, understand when you're as historically unpopular within your own party as Joe Biden is, like people say like, oh, you know, Trump. Trump has, you know, low approval ratings. Well, this is why. Trump's approval ratings amongst Democrats were like 0%. But his approval rating within his own party was in the 90s. So Trump got into the 40s and high 40s, you know, mid 40s, low 40s, sometimes in the 30s, as Biden was after Afghanistan. Okay, but never in his own party. Trump's party has his back. Like if you were to take a poll right now on 2023, who they want the nominee to be, it's Trump. They want Trump. Trump's party loves Trump. Trump. That's why he was so effective in the primaries. 
you know, in terms of nominating people. Not as effective in the actual midterms. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that, you know, in the midterms when you go broad and you get beyond your own party, you do need the support of independents. You do need the support of Democrats, at least some of them. You need to peel them off. I don't honestly know that Trump can do that in 2024, but I, you know, I got to be honest with you. There's nobody making a stronger case right now for Donald Trump getting another shot at the presidency than the current guy in the Oval Office. I agree with that. Joe Biden. Joe Biden is a more effective surrogate for Donald Trump than Donald Trump ever was. And understand, Donald Trump's good. He goes to the rallies. You get YMCA dances. He tells jokes. Like, you know, someday, you know the way when you're watching cable late at night, they sell the Dean Martin roasts where they're just, you know, it's just clips of people saying wildly racially insensitive things about Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> like, you can relive all the racism. No, but it, I mean, these are funny. They were jokes. And they loved Sammy Davis Jr. And I'm not calling any of them racist. I'm calling them all hilarious because they were. But you know how late at night you can buy, like, those Time Life series of the Dean Martin roasts? Like, someday they will do that. You will buy Trump rallies, like a, a DVD. They're all here. All the insults. There's a slob. There's a real slob. <laughs> all the put down. This guy will say anything. <laughs> Just anything. It's so funny. Uh, low energy Jeb is here. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> and, of course, the Mueller hoax. It was made up by these sick people. <laughs> Hear the president's take on networks. People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastard. <laughs> and the woke left. Everything woke turns to Nobody read us our truth like Donald Trump. We really are being laughed at and scoffed at throughout the world. They just, they're not respecting our country the way they used to. Trump is an amazing entertainer on the stump. You've never seen a politician like this. Do you remember when he used to make fun of Peter Strzok and Lisa Page? And he would read their text messages to each other. Like, oh, you hang up. No, you hang up. Oh, I love you so cute. Oh, you're so cute. You know, and he was like he was doing like dramatic reenactment. Trump's a hilarious campaigner. Hilarious. But Joe Biden makes a better case for Trump than Trump does. That's just reality. Okay, Trump says, oh, we got to build a wall. And that's good. And you can't build a wall. You know, that whole thing. But Biden, in stopping a wall, has made a better argument than Trump's wacky chant. Okay, you've seen 5 million people cross the border. You've seen fentanyl become the leading cause of adult death in this country. That's effective campaigning for Trump's wall, if you're paying attention. If you're just, you know, your emotions are your facts and you hate Trump because he makes you feel better about yourself. You call Republicans racist and you feel better about yourself. It's my favorite thing in the world is white liberal elites just calling people racist when they're not busy calling the cops on the next black man that walks down their street in the cul-de-sac. Isn't that the funniest thing about Black Lives Matter? So Black Lives Matter is an organization that rips off the whole country. Nothing gets donated to bailing people out of prison. No funds get established to provide guys with legal representation. No, no, no. They just go buy mansions in Beverly Hills, in Bel Air. And what happens? They move into Beverly Hills in Bel Air. And the minute they do, all the white liberal ladies who donated the money see them in the neighborhood and call the cops. <laughs> My favorite thing in the world. But Biden is so historically unpopular within his own party that I'm telling you he is finished. He will not be the Democratic nominee in 2024. And you can see it because even the media is now engaging in what the late, great Rush Limbaugh would call a random act of journalism. You know, Rush used to have a take, and once in a while I come back from break, you know, talent on loan from God. Yeah, he's great at reading. 
but he'd come back from break once in a while, you know, the Maharishi, and he'd have, you know, some type of take or some type of prediction, and he would tell you about a random act of journalism. And what that meant is every once in a while, the drive-bys, as he called them in the media, he was so good at phrasing, the chai comms, the drive-by, all that stuff. The feminazis, he used to call them. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, it's just a term. It was a Rush Limbaugh term. He'd call them the feminazis. They're crazy. A lot of people feel that way. Uh, but he'd say it was a random act of journalism. And that random act of journalism that from time to time, somebody on the left would demonstrate some intellectual curiosity and ask a question we should all be asking. So today, to their credit, I'm going to play you something in somewhat praise of CNN. CNN is the worst. A lot of people feel that way, and rightfully so. But Don Lemon had Chuck Schumer on uh, just moments ago, and he asked Chuck Schumer, about the Biden classified document situation and also brought up the change in demeanor between Trump having classified documents and Biden having classified documents. Here it is. This is our reporting. According to one justice official said that the White House public statements earlier this week offered an incomplete narrative about the classified documents from Biden's time as vice president reinforced the need for a special counsel. The misleading statements created the impression that Biden's team had something to hide. That doesn't sound that much different than the there's former now, president. John, there's now a special prosecutor. Let's see what they have to say. We can have all this speculation and comment. Let's see what they have to say, and let's focus on doing things that help the American people. But, Senator, I have to, I have to get in and t- have to say this. Uh, you, you seem much more measured about this than with the Trump documents, because you call for transparency with the Trump documents. You wanted lawmakers to have access to the documents, seized from the former president, uh, his residence in Florida. Which it seems like you... Bottom line is, I said that night, it's premature to comment on what should be done. For and President I stick Trump, by that. Yes, for President Trump. That's exactly so right. you think that That's your statements are consistent for I both? I sure do. For both. Chuck Schumer is a clown. I mean, really. Chuck Schumer did not get out there and say, All right, let's give Trump the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Come on, guys. It's, we wouldn't want Donald Trump to be wronged. Chuck Schumer's like everybody else who is telling you Trump was a Russian asset controlled by Vladimir Putin for four years. <laughs> Did it every time he got on TV. Ah, oh, Trump, Putin, Russia. In my opinion, that sucked. I mean, honestly, they told you. I do ever want to hear the word conspiracy when it comes to the right. There's no bigger conspiracy. Then Vladimir Putin had seized control of our government and was running it from the Kremlin. Chuck Schumer was one of the Adam Schiff's, one of the guys telling you that. John Brennan, James Clapper, they were out there telling you that night after night after night, including the night when they raided Mar-a-Lago. For the first time in the 246-year history of our country, they raided an ex-president's home over, for all intents and purposes, I want to be clear, these are library books. This is the library cop episode of Seinfeld. Yes, they're sensitive information, but classified, anybody who will tell you that works with intelligence will tell you that they kind of overuse the classified stamp specifically because they want guys to be careful. Now, Trump keeping documents in a home surrounded by Secret Service agents at the time was grounds for an FBI raid. Biden keeping them on the floor of his garage that opens and closes when his Corvette comes out. Nah, that's no big deal. That's a, you know. Democrats are so full of crap. None more than Chuck Schumer, who on the night they raided Mar-a-Lago, was out there with Nancy Pelosi and everybody else having a party. <laughs> that's what they, that's what Chuck Schumer was doing. Oh, they raided Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, Chuck, they raided Biden's house. The number you have reached is not in service. Chuck Schumer is a clown. I mean, seriously. And I'm just telling you, man. Okay, these are national security. If, in fact, either person from either party endangered the well-being of the American people and broke the law, they should be proud. We shouldn't be taking sides. The side should be, did you break the law? Didn't you break the law? The fact that people are now doing these cartwheels to make it sound like it's different when Biden breaks the law. Here's Howard Dean, who, you know, one of the most tragic endings to a presidential campaign ever was the one where he lost the primary and then he was letting out his scream. That is so embarrassing. What is it ever? But here he is trying to say that, well, you know, he was on CNN. And again, CNN, random act of journalism. Uh, was trying to explain it. Yeah, and the Biden Corvette, it was a good thing. Yesterday was good for Biden. Listen to this clown stuff. Clip eight. The reason for the big grin was I think Joe probably scored a few points when he talked about his Corvette. And I, I, you're sort of going, what? <laughs> but I think he's going to get points among among a fair number of Americans for having a Corvette. Uh, probably the Trumpists, maybe he won't get any votes, but I thought that was interesting. Um, no, I wouldn't have had, look, you don't have the president go out. And I, I personally think this is going to end up not being the same uh, caliber of the Mar-a-Lago situation. And I think Trump comes across as somebody who's got something to hide, and Biden comes across as a guy who made a silly mistake. You are a sad, strange little man. (laughs) That was embarrassing. I mean, come on. I think Biden actually scored some points yesterday when he talked about his Corvette. I think he scored some points is what happened. You're sort of going, what? I was a Corvette. No, you're not. You're going, what? Classified information on the floor of a guy's garage. That's stupid. Use your common sense. And to take it a step further, you idiot. Okay, Republicans weren't going to penalize him. I don't think we'll get any points with the Republicans for having the Corvette. What do you mean? It's a gas-powered vehicle. The only people that are going to be mad about gas-powered vehicles are the Democrats. This is embarrassing. Like, we're living in the death of shame. And the fact that willing people are willing to go to these lengths. No, it's, it's different for our guy. It's, no, no, it's not, believe me. Under the eyes of the law, your guy is having serious car trouble. Introducing the Chevy Corvette Joe Biden edition, a car that's so high tech, the owner's manual is classified. People know I take classified documents, classified materials seriously. Any sports car can get you in trouble with the cops, but the Biden Corvette will get you in trouble with the FBI. I I shouldn't say it. I'm going to say something I don't, I, I probably shouldn't say. You'll never worry about tire pressure again because the Biden Corvette keeps inflation Sky high. It's a great asset. More inflation. What a stupid sound And its sleek design will leave you extra space in your garage for government documents. But I don't know what's in the documents. I, my lawyers have not suggested I ask what documents they were. The Chevy Corvette Biden Edition. The first car to go from zero to special counsel in 3.8 seconds. <laughs> Call and speak to Jimmy now. I'm trying to use the phone! 
888-788-9910. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon rocking out to the king of rock and roll in honor of not only him, but his daughter, Lisa Marie Presley. Kennedy joining us in the next hour. Prior to being the most talented person in cable news, she was, of course, an MTV VJ. And uh, she has uh, been to a couple of VMAs where she even met Michael Jackson. Uh, and uh, he had some interesting things to say to her. This is totally false. Oh, no, it's not. Uh, I'm going to make her do the impersonation of Michael Jackson. Uh, telling her how much the children loved her. It's really funny. It's people with the dirty mind that think like that. Whatever. The dirty mind we're talking about right now belongs to the polluted guy in the White House. Uh, Mike is in Taylor, South Carolina. Yo, Mike. My man. Hey, Jimmy. Uh, thank you very much, baby. Thank you. <laughs> were you an Elvis guy at all? No, no, never, never. Oh. Just, uh, you know, got a few occasionally. I get no respect, I tell you. <laughs> But um, anyway, the uh, Biden situation, if you back up just a little bit, Jimmy, you first of all have to look and see, is a person who's been cleared to handle classified material actually uh, actually uh, liable and able and be able to be cleared to handle such things? Mm-hmm. So you have to be of sound mind and of and uh, and have been certified to be able to uh, to be trusted with. And so. I think sometimes you get a guy like Biden as the president and the intel community just says, okay, he's he's authorized. But, hey, you need to do a deep dive and see, really, is he qualified to handle the material? That's a, you got, you got to be you got to be a sound mind and you got to be able to be trusted. Well, at this point, uh, at this point, the only thing keeping him from a cognitive exam is the fact that Kamala would be president if he didn't pass it. Like, I'm not you know, it's not even a joke. They know, like, internally, like I've had Democratic congressmen tell me at cocktail parties that the president gets shot up with drugs before meetings. Like, I've heard that. It's been said to my face by people I trust. And I've been told by people that have been in cabinet meetings with him that everybody's just kind of playing along and it's carefully orchestrated. But even knowing that's the case, they feel more confident in the country with them coaching Biden and shooting him up than they do with her being in charge because she's younger and can speak for herself but is also weapons-grade stupid. So I actually don't yeah. think he's of the sound mind to be handling this stuff, but but I don't think they care is the point because even though he might have some form of dementia, they can still make him do what they want. Kamala doesn't have dementia. Dementia's better than what she has, which is just a tiny brain. I guess there is that mitigating circumstance, like I was telling you, screen there. When I was in the military, uh-huh. they had a program called the Human Reliability Program. Mm-hmm. You had to be a human, mm-hmm. you had to be a reliable, and you had to be able to be certified to be in the program. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you had to, like, meet a shrink or something, you know, to be able to be qualified to, <laughs> yep. to handle this stuff. And so I'll give him the human part, but the second part, reliable, eh, eh, I think <laughs> Mike, great call. Way to go. Um, I got to tell you. It is frightening to think that the only job you can have in the year 2023 that doesn't require cognitive function is president of the United States. Freaky. What the hell is the world coming to? 
Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. And we are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. Big hour of Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Kennedy is coming by, host of Kennedy on the Fox Business Network, superstar MTV VJ, uh, who will help me mourn the late, great Lisa Marie Presley. Uh, who left us last night at the age of 54. I'm sure Kennedy will blame the people in Washington because she hates them. Thanks, big government weenuses. No promises there, but stick around. You're going to want to see it. We're going to continue to cover the Joe Biden classified information schedule. Uh, snafu, I think is the right word here. And uh, we will take your calls, text, tweets, carrier pigeons. Uh, you know the rules on the show. We don't care how you lean politically. It's a talk show. Okay, it's not like, uh, we got to own the libs, bro. Or like, all oh, those Republicans are really, really... That's not how it works on this show. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. Bottom line, you can be a Republican on the show. You can be a Democrat. It doesn't matter. All we ask is that you don't be a... That is all. You look out at the world right now. You don't really honestly say to yourself, hey, we need more Republicans. We need more... Dem-. No, what you say is we need less... So if we could just do that, if we could be a force multiplier of that... In this hour, we will have done our job. We will have paid our debt to society. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Whoa. Uh, Merrick Garland, he's your attorney general. He is not digging. He is not digging what the president of the United States did with classified documents when he was, in fact, the vice president. Uh Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. Just to get you up to speed on this. And what I've been kind of going through in this hour and in this episode today is the fact that we got to a place in a country, right, where politics became like a team sport. Okay, like I grew up in New York, so we had the rivalry between the Yankees and the Red Sox. And, like, it it has gotten to the point where it's an unhealthy rivalry in that, like, if you go up to anywhere in Massachusetts, like, they will chant Yankees suck anywhere. Like, just, you, you'd think it's only at Red Sox games. You know, oh, they, no, of course, that's a baseball chant. They, Wrong. No, they will chant Yankees suck at, like, a christening, a bar mitzvah, a wedding. Yeah, I was in traffic court up in Massachusetts once, and the judge was about to hit me with a $150 fine, and I was like, Yankees suck, Yankees, and he just forgot about it. I walked right out of the courtroom. I never even got in trouble. It was like, <laughs> But the point is, seriously, they, it's, it's an unhealthy rivalry. The Red Sox fans will root against the Yankees on, like, an unhealthy— and vice versa, though. The Yankee fan, we hate the Red Sox. I think one of the greatest moments in the history of the Fala family— um, I could tell you two of them really quickly, but one of the better ones was we were in, like, Massachusetts when we were younger, and we were allowed—they let us—we well, we didn't let us, but me and my brother peed on the Green Monster— and we were like, we were so, it was like a big deal. What the hell did you just say? Yeah, I'm not proud. I'm not proud. But it isn't amazing uh, how that works. But we did. And we were like, yeah, we showed them. And we didn't. We were just lunatics doing something with all the extra energy we needed to burn off in the night, you know. But the bottom line is politics have become the Yankee-Red Sox rivalry. What I mean by that is everybody is just so obsessed with rooting against that other team. But the difference between us, the Yankees, and the Red Sox, just so you understand, the Yankees and Red Sox playing baseball, they're on completely different teams. They are in the same division, okay? Completely different teams. Okay, when it comes to you and me, Republican, Democrat, when it comes to you and me, Republican, Libertarian, when it comes to you and me, Republican, Independent, okay, the one thing we have in common 
is that despite our philosophical, ideological differences, we're all on the same team. That's true. That is true. Okay, we are teammates. So the idea that we have this Yankee-Red Sox rivalry where Democrats want to kill Republicans, Republicans want to kill Democrats, like that is being done to the detriment of the country. So when you're out there contortioning yourself to explain why Joe Biden having classified documents is fine, but Donald Trump having classified documents is the devil, I'm telling you, you're you know, just... That's not right. It's the best way I can say it. But here it is, okay, because we've been talking about it all day. I'm going to give you... <laughs> I'm going to go to the calls. Chris has an idea in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and it's making me laugh already. Yo, Chris. Hey, Jimmy. How are you doing, sir? I'm laughing. I'm looking at your suggestion. Take it away. <laughs> I mean, honestly, with all this stuff that's been going on between Trump and Biden, we got to we got to call this uh, little Biden debacle be the uh, the the Car-a-Lago scandal. <laughs> Car-a-Lago. I think it's funny. That's very funny. Very well done. Hey, um, Jimmy, are uh, we going to be able to hear from the link man today? I want to hear about how bad he beat you in Madden. Yogi, let me tell you something, Mr. Tough Talk, okay? The link, man, <laughs> I, the link man, I do believe, has a psychology exam, and he's not on the show, sadly. Uh, but the link man took a couple of beatings in Madden this week. He, he beat me uh, two, he won two games on Wednesday, but I am in the lead right now in our NFL tournament. So you will not hear from the link man, but you will hear. Uh, the, the, the offspring of my favorite comedian of all time is closing the show today. Uh, after Kennedy gets done, I'm bringing somebody in. It's a surprise guest. Uh, but she happens to be the offspring of my favorite comedian of all time. So how's that for a tease, Chris? Yeah, it's a little bit better. All right. Well, that's what you get. Uh, good talk. I love the joke. And screw you for taking Lincoln's side on Madden. Uh, Barry is in Los Angeles. Yo, Barry. Hey, Jimmy. So, uh, I think, uh. I hate to say it, but I partially agree with Minka. I think uh, this is trouble for Trump. I think this is 95% of Washington, D.C. who hates Trump and don't really care for Biden, trying to get rid of both of them. They're going to basically convince Biden he has to resign. And then all the Democrats and all the anti-Trump Republicans are going to be like, oh, well, they'll be self-righteous. They're going to say, look. Joe realized that he couldn't be president after what he did, so Trump, you can't either. Well, this is what they're going to go for, okay? I, I they, they definitely don't want Biden to run again. Obviously, they don't want Trump. Okay, we do know that. Um, and I think that's the truce they're going to try to broker. But I don't think Republicans are going to sign that truce because it comes down to the voters. And the bottom line is Biden within his own party is really unpopular. Trump's not unpopular mm-hmm. within his own party. For whatever we think oh, is— Oh, I agree. Yeah. So— it's, you're probably right is what I'm saying, but I don't think they're going to get the desired effect because it, they'd need to legally get a decree that he couldn't run, right. which which would mean they would have to somehow be criminally charged. Yeah. I just personally don't think they want to open the box just because there's such a yeah. liability for them when it comes to Hillary and everything else. No, I, and I agree with that. But also remember, so they'll try that, but remember, uh, getting rid of Biden on this is a lot better than, than finding out, oh, you yeah. know, no the question. About Barry. And, that, and all that being released. I will give so. you that in a second. That's why they got rid of, you know, as we said, Andrew Cuomo. Right. It was a lot easier to get rid of him for groping women than it was to go, you know, relitigate right. the nursing mm-hmm. home scandal. So something's so, in play. Right. And there is a Democrat who agrees with you. I'm going to play you a clip shortly. But, Barry, happy Friday. You're the best. Hey, one last thing, Jimmy. Uh, go for it. Is it not skiff and not sif? 
I, listen, if you're looking for proper grammar from me, uh, the joke is on you, my man. Good talk. Seriously, I am a community college uh, attendee with a taxi license. Those are my credentials. If you came to the show looking for proper pronunciations, the joke's on you. I think he's got a point. Seriously. But I love you, Barry. Good call. Good stuff. So here's a guy who agrees with Barry. Let's say something here. Guy's name is Hank Johnson. You know, Hank, Hank Johnson is a Democrat. He's one of those guys that says the documents were planted on Biden. That's what happened. Why do you do things like that? You're like a crazy person. Here it is. Clip 11. Alleged classified documents showing up allegedly in the possession of uh, of uh, Joseph Biden. Uh, you know, I mean, there's so much that needs to be um, investigated. And um, and that's that's what I call for is for everything to be investigated. But I'm suspicious of the timing of it. I'm, I'm also aware of the fact that things can be planted on people. <laughs> Places and things can be planted. Um, or things things can be planted in places uh, and then discovered conveniently. That may be what has occurred here. I'm not ruling that out, but I don't. I'm I'm open in terms of the investigation needs to be investigated. <laughs> you must have got manure for your brains. I mean, man. Are you stupid or something? You know, stuff could be planted. Dude, it's been there for six years. It's sitting in his garage. But this is why that's like so embarrassing. Just so you understand. I want you to understand. Okay, I'm your radio buddy. It's just you and me now. Okay? Biden. This is, you've got to know this, Hank Johnson. You've got to know this. Biden, the guy who's responsible for the documents, who had them in the garage, was duped into admitting he put them there yesterday. When Peter Ducey asked him about his Corvette, and he goes, yeah, they were in my garage. But I had the garage locked. I don't just leave the Corvette on the streets, you know. Oh, wow. Do you understand? That was the admission of guilt right there. No, it's, it's there. It's not like it's on the street. What are we talking about here? And this is why all of this gymnastics is so embarrassing. It's Premier Jayapal, okay, member of the squad. We're the squad. She was asked by Allison Camerata again on CNN, another random act of journalism. Proud of you guys. She was asked about her tweets about national security. Now, if you remember, you remember, when they found classified information in Mar-a-Lago, every Democrat got on TV and was like, oh, hell no. Ain't nobody got time for that. Be Donald be having his classified info. He endangered the country, girl. He going to go to jail. And now that it was found on the Democrat, they're like, well, you know, the thing about classified information is, you know, it's, 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 sometimes you can forget. You get, you know, guy's a little older. He doesn't know. He doesn't, it's embarrassing. We're living in the death of shame. But it's bad for the country because people line up with their party and they're like, yeah, what she said. And they don't hear themselves. Do you understand a month ago you were being told that anybody who mishandles classified information should be banned from running for office and deserves to die in prison? But now that a Democrat has been caught with classified information... Okay, they're like, well, it doesn't matter if you mishandle it. It's just how quickly you call the cops. I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit. Seriously. And when people tell you, well, they self-reported, that's the difference. That's not how it works. Do you know how many times someone commits a murder and they call the cops because they can't believe they did it? They freak out. I'm sorry. I'm nuts. I killed my, you know. The cops don't go, oh, well, he's self-reporting then. Don't even send a car. This guy's good. He knows what he did. That's not how breaking the law works. Are you kidding me? But anyway, here is Allison Camerata with a random act of journalism. Rush Limbaugh would be proud. It's clip 12. 
back in September when it came out that this was happening with Donald Trump, you tweeted, Donald Trump stole classified documents. He put not only our national security at risk, but the security and safety of our allies around the world. He must be held accountable to the full extent of the law. Um, should President Biden be held to that same standard? I mean, he you said President Biden, I'm sorry, President Trump stole the classified documents and put our national security at risk. Isn't it possible that President Biden is putting our national security at risk also? I absolutely think that is why the Department of Justice has appointed the special counsel. But again, I would just point to the fact that these documents so far that we know, what we know is that they were kept in a locked place that was a very small number. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know how important these are. They might be incredibly important. They were marked top secret. But the storage and the approach to this is completely different. That doesn't mean that there isn't a problem here. And certainly there's a political problem uh, for, for all of us as Democrats. But I do think that there are significant differences. And I do think it's important to look at the fact that this president is cooperating completely. What would you do with a brain if you had one? Yeah, there are differences in how they were stored. One guy had them in his house surrounded by 24-hour secret service protection. The other one had them on the floor of his garage next to his Corvette. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. Although, to be clear, he also had some of them at the office at the University of Pennsylvania that received $30 million from our biggest geopolitical foe in the world, meaning the Chinese Communist Party. So I don't know that she had a lot of credibility uh, before she sat down for that interview. But what's left of that credibility was behind the wheel of Biden's Corvette when she started talking. America's number one radio lunch date. Get your hands out of my fries. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Buy your own damn fries. It is just nonstop Elvis on the show today. We were, of course, mourning the late, great Lisa Marie Presley, who left us far too soon at the age of 54. And as you know, I come from a big Elvis house, specifically a fat Elvis house. And joining us now in studio 
is someone who helped me live out my fat Elvis fantasies this past Saturday night. It got pretty Graceland at your house, didn't it? It really did. I was proud of us. <laughs> the K train is here, and uh, Kennedy and I put up some big numbers on the yeah. stove. No, we were not screwing around. <laughs> we needed a little more conversation. Because it was just, it was just, it was just nonstop eating. It's protein in the head hole. <laughs> that boy is a P.I.G. pig. I mean, man, uh, but it was outrageous. I should also point out, by the way, it's funny because it didn't dawn on me. We did that on a on a gas stove. Yes, we did. Whoa! I I will not do anything unless it's a gas stove. Thank you. Uh, it was so funny. Well, from there... my cold dead hands, Joe Biden. <laughs> Did you see the AOC? She posted an Instagram video last night explaining how it's okay that she has a gas stove even though she wants to get rid of them because she rents. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, absolutely not. No, if if you are a moralist and you think you're better than other people uh-huh. by virtue of your virtue signaling, yeah. then you have to live consistently. Yeah, or you, you get called out for everything and everything you say is garbage and it means nothing. Nothing. And that goes for Prince Gingerballs. And AOC and John Kerry and every other climate warrior. No, absolutely. You do not get to tell me how to live and then just sit around because you're bored and ineffective and think up rationalizations. Very well said. And just so everybody understands, Prince Ginger Balls is a reference to Prince Harry. That's absolutely right. In case anyone lost that, in the, I'd, I'd hate for them to ding, miss ding, out ding. on the fun. The point is, Kennedy is in studio. We are uh, 45 seconds away from a commercial break. She got here early, but she's doing a double. for the. It's like a Larry King for the full hour. But we're going to be here uh, recounting our favorite tales of the great Lisa Marie Presley. We'll talk about the king. And uh, we might have some Corvette talk as well, uh, because I don't know if you heard. That's a Corvette. It's in the garage. <laughs> there's papers. <laughs> my dad was a good driver. He drove horses. <laughs> it was my favorite yesterday, Joy Behar's like, and these documents just appeared. I'm like, no, they didn't just appear. They appeared when he opened the garage door and posted that stupid video. But we'll get into it. There's a lot, there's a lot more to come. The point is the K train is here. We're riding <laughs> high. There it is. Back uh, in a minute, right here on the Big Bad, one and only, internationally renowned, it's keto-approved, did you know that? Farm-to-table, locally-sourced, <laughs> Fox the Ac- Spoke. There it is, Fox Across America. It's America's Life Coach. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Not just Jimmy Fallon, but wait, there's more. Woo! (laughs) The human highlight reel. You know her on Twitter at Kennedy Nation, host of Kennedy on the Fox Business Network. Kennedy's in the house. And now we're playing Elvis movie songs, so we've gone full Eddie Murphy, you know. Gotta win this race. (laughs) Lemonade. (laughs) So Lisa Marie Presley, sadly and tragically, left us at the age of 54. Um... You've met Michael Jackson. Let's start there. Yes. Was was this the Michael Jackson when he was hanging out with Lisa Marie Presley, or where were we in the Michael Jackson? We were still in the Brooke Shields zone. Oh, get out of here. Yes. One of my favorite things since we're talking about Eddie Murphy is if you remember the bit he does in Delirious, he's like, why people freaked out when, when Brooke went to the Oscars with Mike because you knew she was with a brother and she was getting F that night. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to throw the challenge flag, Eddie. Uh, you know, he's a F you, Eddie. The play is under review. <laughs> I don't know that. I think Brooke might have had a, went home a lot earlier than she expected, as a matter of fact. That's why she was with him, because she was so traumatized uh, by being outed as a virgin 
and having her love life scrutinized when she was a child, mm-hmm. that it was much safer to be with someone who, who wasn't going to in any way re-deflower her. Thank you. Yes. He's totally false. I don't know. But, <laughs> but So this is interesting because... Mm-hmm. Um, the night I almost got fired from MTV, my 22nd birthday, the, uh-huh. the 1994 Vidi Music Awards, um, that was the night that Lisa Marie and Michael Jackson opened the show. Mm-hmm. And they kissed, yes. and they said it wouldn't last. <laughs> and um, that sort of set the stage for a really wild night. And then I ended up making fake mouth love to a microphone standing next to <laughs> newly minted mayor Rudy Giuliani <laughs> and uh, apparently that was a no-no or as they say in Germany a 990 and uh, I Sumner Redstone wanted to fire me he wanted me fired before the end of the night and for, for- my boss Andy uh, really ran interference and and helped me somehow keep my job for three more years um, but yes Michael and Lisa Marie were Married at that point, mm-hmm. and um, he obviously was very obsessed with her dad. Mm-hmm. And so when she arrived in heaven mm-hmm. to be, you know, with our Lord and Savior mm-hmm. in the great hereafter in paradise, um, the first thing she said was, Michael, leave my dad alone. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, at, at this point, like, it's weird. <laughs> I'm, I'm here now. Just stop it. Oh, we've we've just gotten comments. Uh, it's people with a dirty mind that think like that. Kennedy's in studio. <laughs> it's, that takes a lot for us to provoke a Michael Jackson drop on this show. <laughs> Let alone but, three. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me the story, because they've never heard it, uh, but Lincoln has recited it a thousand times. So our, some of our fans have heard it in person. If they ask a Kennedy story at a meet and greet, Lincoln will, you know, what's Kennedy like? And Lincoln will... He'll depict the story you have told about meeting Michael Jackson. Can can you share this with our listeners? It was amazing. Okay. Like, this was an incredible night. It was okay. a Grammy party. Uh, I was there with all the guys from Nine Inch Nails. And um, Janet Jackson was at the party. And she looked absolutely stunningly beautiful. And this mm-hmm. was, like, Janet after her glow-up. She okay. just she looked phenomenal. And so um, Michael Jackson was there. And, of course, like, I... I will not leave any celebrity unaccosted. Mm-hmm. I don't care where you are. I, and this recently happened with Harrison Ford. Yes. Like, I will I will go up. Uh-huh. I will introduce myself. I will talk to you. I will make you talk to me. <laughs> I will I will require us to have a connection that then I can tell the rest of the world for the rest of my life. Uh-huh. So, Michael Jackson, I was like, hello, Michael. I'm Kennedy. I work at MTV. And he's like, oh, Kennedy, I watch you all the time. He was like, the children love you, Kennedy. <laughs> children love you and he shook my hand he had the biggest hands that i have ever felt in my life and not cologne he had perfume and he Mm. was like drenched and if you talk to anyone who's met him they recount the perfume thing yeah so i was like you know overwhelmed with a wall of fragrance which you know obviously (laughs) was very spendy Uh um because it it didn't go away yeah like you know it's that good perfume that stays on you forever (laughs) um and brooke shield's like i watching you i watch you in the morning on my stairmaster and i'm like bitch i'm on at midnight <laughs> they did not have tivo you're not you're not recording mtv on your vhs <laughs> let alone stairmasters didn't have tvs in the middle of them or no, anything like it was a different absolutely not they didn't even have them it was matt stairs on the oakland a's that was the yeah, only one so at that time she, you know she was probably familiar with people on mtv she was being very yeah. gracious and mm-hmm. nice but he was incredibly Effusive, and he wanted me to know, and he, he said it 
probably 15 times how much the children love me. Let me select. <laughs> but I, I have a theory on Which that. back then seemed very innocent and sweet, like yeah. a, a, a lovely compliment. That- now... It's creepy. Now you realize they were just saying, hey, can we go back upstairs and watch Kennedy? <laughs> They're always asking to watch Kennedy. I don't know why. I love you. Can we do hat. anything but this? <laughs> Let me ask you this question. Does Michael Jackson, uh, does he have star energy or weird energy? Definitely weird star energy. Okay, so a combo. Because he's like, he's a bigger person and it's like, you know, real celebrities, they have this aura Mm-hmm. That makes them seem taller. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's there's a story in the Odyssey mm-hmm. where um, Athena is able, when she takes human form, to make herself and other people that she's protecting like nine feet tall. Okay. And because they seem nine feet tall to whomever they're talking to, that was like Michael Jackson. He he wasn't really that tall, but he seemed mm-hmm. so big. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's like you you just try and remember every single moment when you meet someone. Who's that famous? Yeah. Well, I consider him so unique in that, you know, he was in the mid-80s the the most famous person on the planet of Earth. You know, when Thriller came out, he was the closest thing this generation had to in Elvis in the sense that, you know, Elvis was Elvis like before social media. Elvis also, you know, and and if you watch uh, the This Is It documentary – about his tour that he was going to undertake in London, uh, not a tour, but his mm-hmm. residency, I guess, in London before he died, um, you you realize, like, what an incredible voice he had. And mm-hmm. he really was a phenomenal dancer. And there aren't a lot of people who can sing and dance that way. Um, Elvis was one of them. Yes. No, Elvis was a beast. You know, in baseball, we say, like, five-tool player. Like, he really does have, like, the most iconic voice of all time. Yes. But Elvis as and a— so handsome. Oh, Elvis is the man. Damn. Did you like Austin Butler in the Elvis movie? I didn't watch it. It's I, I loved it. And I love Baz Luhrmann. I don't know, because I've heard confli- conflicting things. Like, some people say, oh, my God, this movie is incredible. You would love it. You have to see it. And other people will say, I want three hours of my life back. But I feel <laughs> like those people don't understand Elvis or Baz Luhrmann. Yeah. Which, those are two things that I they're both love spe- deeply. They're spectacles. Yes. Baz Luhrmann and Elvis are spectacles. Yeah. That's why they're actually made for each other. It's a really good plane movie. Mm-hmm. Because it's kind of like Baby Einstein. Do you remember that like VHS you'd put in mm-hmm. and it would just distract a child? It, it, you, of, of all children who need to be distracted on a plane, I consider you top two. <laughs> so I, I think it would ma'am, actually. Ma'am, sit down. Ma'am, ma'am, <laughs> please take your seat. Stop talking to other passengers. Ma'am, stop putting other people's luggage in the overhead. Ma'am. <laughs> That's what I hear on planes. Kennedy gets a little restless uh, when she travels. I'm not going to lie. She's in studio right now. She's pretty well-behaved, though. Uh, we're talking about the late, great Lisa Marie Presley as well. Um, she also had a, you know, outside of Michael Jackson, she was also married to Nicolas Cage. Yeah, that's that's the other thing. And yeah. it's interesting because it, I feel bad for her because mm. she could never trust anyone. Especially Nobody. a male partner because... They just wanted to be as close to her father as That's possible. That's what's so weird, And though. that is creepy. Like, uh-huh. Nicolas Cage was obsessed, obsessed mm-hmm. with, with Elvis. Elvis. Yes. And so he probably ignored every other characteristic about her mm-hmm. other than her Elvisness. Yes. And the fact that she looked so much like her dad. But think about how iconic and how big of a deal Elvis was that even, in, even dead 30 years, 
people were still trying to marry into the family to get a piece of the guy, yeah. which is psychotic. But that really speaks to how famous he was. So I bet you in that regard it was really hard for her because of what you just spoke to, which is that you never knew who was in it for you. You know what I mean? That's the one nice thing about our kids is they'll know they're just in it to meet them. <laughs> going to be like, no, I don't know. your parents, what yeah. are you talking Ew, about? Gross. <laughs> yeah, I, my older daughter was telling me uh, about a project she was doing at school, uh-huh. and I was like, well, do you tell people that I'm a new? She's like, oh, God, no. She's like, I <laughs> never tell people where you work. She's like, I would get harassed out of school. Hell like, no. Oh, <laughs> Ain't nobody crazy. got time for that. Come on, K-Train. But it's a fa- it's a it's a crazy story, and uh, I have to tell you, like, you know, for me, whenever one of these happens, you know, you know, like the Beatles are the Beatles. If we lose a Beatle, you know, it, it, it's seminal, as we've lost, you know, two of them. Um, obviously, Priscilla's still alive. Okay, so you've got you know the third nice beaver. Hey, uh, thanks. I just had it stuffed. We have that drop. I'm trying not to exhaust them over here. <laughs> the Naked. I mean, the greatest movie of all time really is not is. The, the Naked. We love, we love the Naked Gun, and. Uh, it's so funny. Every time I come off a plane, I always think of the scene where Frank, at the beginning of the movie, he walks up to the microphone and he's like, thank you, thank you, but do any of you know how a man can hurt inside? And it's like, it's not for you, Frank. Uh, Weird Al Yankovic That's is on the plane. One of the greatest, and Al Yankovic just plays along with the whole thing, and he's <laughs> waving, and there's crap. <laughs> <laughs> and so I love it as though Weird Al Yankovic would need a press conference. Yeah, just because he landed on a plane. <laughs> like it's the British invasion. Yes. The, the guy who, who co- wrote a cover of band called Fat. Oh, there he is. <laughs> the guy who wrote Eat It. Oh, it's really funny. Kennedy's in studio. Great song, though. When we did, oh, Eat It? Yeah. Eat, can I tell you, I had that album, right? When I was in fifth grade, that was the cassette I used to fall asleep to. He had a song called Stuck in a Closet with Vanna White, which I get to tell is like it might have like led me to my coming of age as like a guy who liked women. Because I used to listen to it as like him complaining about being stuck in a closet with a wet. I'm like, that doesn't sound bad. <laughs> a little fat, you know, fifth grade Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. I'm like, Al, speak for yourself. I'd, I'd like, to- like to turn her letters. <laughs> I'd like to buy several vowels over here. Oh, none of them nice is what I'm trying to say. Bingo. There it is. Kennedy's in studio. <laughs> We're going to bring on another celebrity guest when we come back. Uh, this is kind of a big deal. Nobody even knows this is a thing. But a quick break. Can you hang out like we're doing? Oh, Jim, this is like a night of a thousand failures. <laughs> I can't, I can't leave now. Don't go anywhere. Back after this. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Kennedy is in studio. <laughs> And we're going to bring in another guest right now. That's not right. Oh, joining us in studio, this woman is comedy royalty. We have only met once, but she is the demon spawn of my favorite comedian of all time. Like, if you've ever heard me on the radio or on a podcast, Kennedy, if someone says, Jimmy, who's your favorite comedian of all time? What do I say? Kevin Meany. Kevin Meany. And joining us now in studio, his daughter, Kate Meany. Hello, everyone. Kate Meany in the house. So, all right, I'm going to kill that. You and I met at the comic strip just a short while ago. You need yeah. to understand where I'm at on this, okay? Okay. This is found money, Kate Train, and she knows I didn't know there was a Kate meeting. Really? You just came up to me at the comic strip. You're like, Jimmy, mm-hmm. fail You got to lose weight. No, I'm kidding. You had met her dad and oh, yeah. done comedy with him the, in addition to already being a huge fan, but oh, you got an inside glimpse this is how that, which de- made you love him even more. This is how deep it goes. Like Your dad is the reason I do stand-up. Like The first time I saw a live stand-up show, it was your wow. dad opening for Seinfeld at the Broadhurst Theater. 
and just, I mean, murdered. He sang a, a duet with an invisible Frank Sinatra closed on <laughs> We Are the World. And obviously everyone paid like 5000 a seat to see Seinfeld and just left talking. You know, you know where it works in comedy. He's like, you know, the first guy. But they knew, but they knew your dad. It was it was amazing. And on that night, Mina, you'll appreciate this. Me and my buddy Vinny Darren went out after the Broadhurst Theater to flash dancers because I'm a gentleman. And uh, <laughs> that's not, in Midtown, West Midtown. It's a, <laughs> it's a movie. Yeah, yeah. Stick with me. I'm kidding. But we went to the club flash dancers. Kennedy, uh, you'll appreciate this too. And as we were walking in, our high school basketball coach was walking out. <laughs> like, well, this like, is all. I, I was just giving these kids a lecture. You know, I just, uh, I, I like to offer a little bit of guidance. I consider it volunteer work. You know, I, I, do it, I do it through the Red Cross or something. So, <laughs> and so, I love them nipple pasties. <laughs> See you later, Phelan. He was just making them condition. They were running sprints inside. So it was a seminal <laughs> night in my life. And then um, to fast forward, like three years later, I opened for your dad in Atlanta in the greatest night of my life. The go- really? I consider it the greatest night of my life. So growing up, a meanie. We oh, were- it was your wedding night? <laughs> <laughs> no, Jenny doesn't know. Jenny doesn't believe that. <laughs> me, and my, me and my wife, honestly, mm-hmm. uh, we're married 16 years. We both lost a lot of money on this. Like we both had the under two and a half years in Vegas. <laughs> we lost big money. We're like, we felt bad taking the gifts. I'm like, really? I thought you meant putting in a pool. <laughs> no, no. I was like, uh, really, Jenny, should we be taking a second waffle? maker from these people we're not even gonna oh last but meanie uh you are a meanie which is comedy royalty on the show so the main reason to have you on uh was to establish that for our audience that you have the highest security clearance in the administration <laughs> you can't store the documents in a delaware garage though corvette <laughs> so just to clarify for our office he's got a ride that's all you need <laughs> all i you. mean she said it right there <laughs> that you know something is safe yeah when you hear the word corvette Corvette. Way to keep up with the group, Vini. Uh, I'm Q, kidding. Uh, <laughs> Joe's Garage. Frank Zappa. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. So you went to just to get our listeners up to speed. Hunter College, which is not yes. Not well, hun- Sarah Lawrence and then then Hunter, but not so everyone knows it's not Hunter Biden. That's a, yes. It's a school oh, in New York. I thought it was yes. where you learned to do blow and <laughs> people and call them little bastards, which I think is very inappropriate. It's, it's Hunter Biden. 10% of the fun you have, you have to kick back to your dad. But it's a good school. But it's a good school. But the internship in China, very lucrative. <laughs> His art. Yes. But you are, yeah, exactly. But you are 23, and you do work at the Comic Strip Live. Yes. So, so should America should America be warned uh, that there is a meanie coming to stages near them soon? Yeah, like at some point, like you should come on the road and open for me. It would be really. Oh my funny. god, really? Yeah, I, of course you should. I was actually talking to my friend mm-hmm. the other day about like writing a feature so mm-hmm. I can do that. Yeah, yeah. Because I've watched so much stand up, and yeah. if I have the jokes uh-huh. and I act, yeah. So. Yeah, I think I could do it. Can I ask you what is your comedy writing process like? Mm-hmm. Like how do you how do you write jokes to tell them on stage? Well, a lot of it is conversational mm-hmm. when like, you're do you having... remember something funny yeah. you said in a conversation like I'm writing yeah. that down, I'm saying that later. Or it. just like an interesting topic that was explored throughout the conversation. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's so, so you're really observational. Helpful. You're observational. Uh, very observational. Okay, I dig that. I just, are you as theatrical as your dad? Your dad was very theatrical. I can be at times. Uh-huh. I'm a Leo. Okay. Is do you have a favorite bit of your dad's? Yeah. I love We Are the World, but I love <laughs> it. Um like I love one specific video of okay. him doing it on the Jerry Lewis telethon. telethon. And then Jerry <laughs> Lewis just 
being there like hysterically laughing. <laughs> I was like, that's my dad. Well, it's funny because I, I've watched your dad like a thousand times on like The Tonight Show. Yes. Yeah. Where he's doing his comedy club act for a TV crowd. And the TV crowd's a little bit further away. So you're kind of doing it without him. They're just along for the ride. You're performing for the crowd at home watching the show. So he's half trashing the audience. They don't even get it. You know, and it's just so funny. But just so you know, around comedy, and if you haven't observed this at the comic strip, every time, um, like, a, a good touring respecting comedian has heard the words, oh, I don't care, they sing your dad's I don't care. Yeah, that's have, definitely I have true. Been in green, I have been in green rooms with Dave Chappelle where it's happened. I've been in green really? rooms with Chris Rock. Or, he doesn't care. I don't oh care. <laughs> I don't care. And he starts playing the kazoo. Do, 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 do. No, no, he's the, meaning he's the best. Chappelle, I would expect more of a Jim Gaffigan type to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Chappelle's out there. And you, but, you know if you hang out at the Strip, there are nights where he is smoking a yard of weed. So you're getting a different character. Yeah. You know what I mean? And to be clear, at the Comic Strip Live, a yard is considered conservation. Hey, <laughs> that's that's uh, school night. Let's <laughs> meet the parents. We have not. We have met uh, the demon spawn, Kate Meany. Congrats <laughs> on your radio debut. Thank you. You made it on the air with me and Kennedy. You it's, did it! You did. Ah! We're so proud I of you. I want to go see you open for Jim Fallon. That's a thing. Oh, my it's God. Gonna, let's it, do it. It's going to happen at an AA meeting anytime now. Okay. <laughs> Kidding. Great. Thank you. The show is over. We are the world. Woo. We are the children. I'll see everybody on Hannity tonight at 9. We're back here Monday to do the damn thing. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.